Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast. Uh, Our podcast is a part of our ministry, Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm here with the the founder and leader of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habaker, today for our podcast. And we do these as often as we can. And uh, hopefully we can um, uh, find your schedule that works for you once in a while to listen to us. We love having you listen to us because... When people comment on our podcast, we we learn new things about what's going on out there. So we'd appreciate it if, when you hear this podcast, anything comes to your mind that you'd like us to know. Please, uh, please let us know. And Hal will tell you how to do that in just a minute or two. We do this because we think that on occasion we want to remind ourselves. Hal and I uh, want to remind ourselves of the uh, uh, of the basics of how to finish our life well, and the basics of what's important kind of to us and what we hope you will find important to you. So without further ado, I'm going to say, Hal, uh, I've enjoyed these. I've enjoyed uh, our our time together on podcasts, and we've been away for a little bit, so I'm glad to be back with you this morning. How are you today, sir? Very well, Randy. It's great to be back with you again on this project. You know, you mentioned uh, why we're doing this. Uh, We're reviewing the seven essentials. I think it's been at least two years since we recorded the seven essentials at the beginning. In fact, when we started this, there were not seven. There were just six. And part of the value of this is, you know, it'd be fun to compare what we did two years ago on the second essential and the first essential. Because we're all growing. Everything changes. So how we think about the second essential today and connecting and the power of friendships with the first, I don't know. It'd be hard to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's the value of it. And one of the things I think about finishing well before we actually roll into this podcast is the power of helping people to connect in conversations all over this country, in churches around the world, where people come together and have conversations about aging. Yeah. You know, the problem uh, with life is that we don't often do that together. You know, you may go to a Bible study, you may go to a Sunday school, you may hear a sermon or whatever. How many times do you sit with your peers or people younger or even older than you and have conversations about the aging process and how God uses it in our life. And I think that's critically important. And one of the great things that Finishing Well Ministries brings to the table, conversations about aging, because God cares about our aging years. So I I love the opportunity to review this. So do you want to introduce us into the second essential, Randy, this morning? And uh, let's get launch into it. Yes, today we are tackling the uh, second essential, which is connecting, Hal. And connecting is one of the most critical of of what we feel we can do. Without connecting, Hal, 
things can go south in a hurry. What was in your mind, Hal, as you said, you know what? One of the key things, the key things to finishing well is connecting with others. Could you say a little bit, Hal, as you go through this today about how you saw that as being kind of a critical element? You know, as I look at the second essential, it, it, it reads like this. We will connect. We will not live alone. We yeah. will continue to build strong friendships. We will stay connected and encourage each other. You know, one of the challenges of aging is uh, the the encroachment of isolation. As habit patterns change, you change churches, you change neighborhoods, you move closer to your grandkids, your kids move out, they all start their own things, and you're left here, does anybody, do even my kids and my grandkids care about me? Because they're all wrapped up in their own world. So this process of isolation and distance begins to creep in. You get into your 80s, you know, physical things happen, you may not be able to see, you may not be able to drive as well at nighttime, et cetera, et cetera. So it's our commitment to continue to build strong friendships. I like that African proverb we use, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, just two or three scriptures that I love on this thing. And, and I, I want to say this never changes. Uh, you know, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, let's consider one another to provoke or stimulate each other to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the habit of some as we age, but so much the more as these years and the coming of Christ draws near. So as we age, we are more committed to friendships than ever before. And that's where I think the value of Finishing Well Ministries comes in. You know, who's spurring us on to have conversations in our aging years about why we're here and what our purpose in life is. You know, uh, what, what's the the proverb 27, 17, I think is iron sharpens iron. So a man or a woman sharpens the countenance of their friends. So again, we're having conversations about what God is doing in our lives, what his purpose is, what's our why, you may ask, what's the value of friendships? And I think as we age, we see the value of friendships and it should stir us to keep those friendships going and develop them even further. I mean, so you have a biblical mandate, you have a social mandate, uh, you know, the Harvard happiness study. Uh, one of the best things about aging is the continuation of good friends. And, you know, lots of studies out there, brain studies. Our brain stays healthier the more you're connected to friendships and have conversations that stimulate and help you grow. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. There are biblical reasons. There are sociological reasons. You know, there are personal reasons. Um, one more thought just from me, Randy, and then let's kick it back and forth a little bit. I continue to be amazed at the new people God brings into our lives. You right. know, I'm sitting here looking at you. I mean, we didn't right. know each other. What? 12 years ago, right, right, uh, right. somewhere around there, God brought us together. And, and you've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been a stimulus to me. You've, you've helped me. You've helped our ministry in amazing, amazing ways. And uh, it's just fun to continue to develop and see the value for ourselves of friends who make a difference in our life. And who knows how that's going to continue to develop in the next five to 10 years or whatever. 
who, right. who are the new people we'll meet, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. That's so true, Hal. By the way, that that our relationship is mutual for me as well. You have made a big difference for me. And, and in fact, that's why I'm here with you today. Uh, uh, so I appreciate <clears throat> you very much and how you have, um, how you have just uh, spurred me and, and, and encouraged me and been there for me when I, when in many different situations. And I, I really appreciate that. Good friendship is a treasure, Hal. It's a treasure. It's not just a casual, yeah, I got a friend over there. Yeah, we talk. A great friendship is a treasure that cannot be under, excuse me, cannot be overestimated in my book. Uh, because a great friendship does more than just allow you to have somebody to talk to. It does give you a whole, a whole set a uh, large, wide set of uh, components, I think, that, that, that make you a better person, that minister to you when you need it or even when you don't need it, that encourage you, that give you new ideas, that allow you to feel fortified and secure in some cases. We're not trying to use this time to uh, put you on some sort of uh, guilt trip or accuse you of not being uh, a person who could finish well, blah, blah, blah. We are just trying to say we feel this particular element could really help you. Hal, here's one of the things that you just, you know, you quoted, you gave us some verses and you said how important it was to, to you. And I've said how important it is to me and that friendship business. I'll remember uh, you. You went back to 2012, roughly, when you and I met. Uh, shortly after that, you did a Bible study at night in the church that you were leading for men, and you did it on Romans. And we went through <laughs> we went through Romans, which was very challenging for me in many areas. But you did it, and because you did it, I understood so many things a little bit better. So. At the end of that, I can remember walking down the hallway with you after one of your classes and just saying, "How, man, it seems like so much of what the what Jesus was teaching, what the Lord was teaching, what the what the disciples were teaching is you got to do this in in groups or you got to do it with friends. You got to do it in relationships. And you said, Randy, that's that's the Bible right there. That's what the Lord teaches. And uh you know, you can look at it in many different sections, many different ways, but that is it. And it hit me hard that that is a way of fortifying myself in learning the word better and understanding the word better is to find groups of people, you know, groups who, who are wanting to do the same thing or who are wanting to help one another or encourage one another, find them and just listen, if nothing else, but get to know people better. You know, another scripture comes to my mind that continues to capture my imagination. Uh, it's one of the better verses, I, I think, in the Gospels about Jesus, John 15, 15. He says to his disciples, I've called you my friends, for I've told you everything that's in my heart. So you think about that. The three years Jesus was here, he kept talking about what was in his heart and what his father wanted to do through his life. 
and the impact and the 12 and their relationship together and the hundreds and thousands more that he served and ministered to in his life. Well, it's the same thing with you and me. What's in my heart? What do I struggle with? What what do I value? And do I share those with others? And do I listen to those conversations and others' minds and hearts as well? Yeah, you know, we all change in life. Uh, who was it that said you never fish in the same river twice because it's always changing? You know, my marriage is changing. The years together. A friendship with our marriage, a friendship with our adult kids, a friendship with our grandkids, a friendship with friends. Uh, I mean, these are powerful concepts. And one of the things I think Finishing Well brings again is the value of encouraging people to have conversations all over the United States, all over the world on this aging process and why God has us here and what's our why and what's our purpose and what's our mission. And I think a lot of that comes out of these kinds of friendships. I do too, Hal. I agree completely. Randy, I have a quote I want to read. It's uh, it's one of the quotes on friendship by C.S. Lewis. It's in his book, The Four Loves, that I really love. <laughs> Let me read it, and I'd love to think with it in the minutes that are left. Uh, Lewis says, in friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the dates of our births, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one's university instead of another, the accident of a topic being raised or not raised at a first meeting, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, you have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. The friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauty of others. And I think it's a tremendous statement on friendships. You know, how God works, how he orchestrates our lives. But we need to be involved and have these kinds of conversations. And of course, that's what Jesus did with us. So that's where we press on. And I think Lewis's idea of friendship and how he summarizes it, it just captures my mind. That's awesome, Al. I want to just speak to again uh, to those who are introverted in their, in their personalities uh, in the sense that some of what we say sounds like people who could uh, – as extroverts or as uh, easily people who easily socialize, I'll put it that way, that, yeah, you guys could talk about that all you want, but that's not my thing. And therefore I have challenges with what you're saying. And what I want people who feel that way to understand about finishing well at least from my perspective, Hal, is that uh, we aren't saying you aren't finishing well. We're saying that use opportunities that may come to you to to just open you. All we're asking is for a little more openness. 
I'm not asking you to change your personality or change your entire being that you think you are at whatever age you are. My goodness. Uh, we're just saying that uh, open maybe your mind a little bit and your heart a little bit in the way you listen in, in the areas where there are other people around, the way you uh, look around and see what you see in, in places where there are other people around and think about who you might like to just stand by and, and open a conversation with, hello, how are you? And, and that sort of thing. I'm just saying that it's crazy. It's just crazy how relationships start. They start in the most casual ways imaginable. They're, so if you pray about it, they're unplanned by you, but they're planned by the Lord. And the Lord will honor that. The, you know, we keep saying how get out of the stands and go down on the playing field. Keep your mind and heart open. Well, I just can't say that enough that that's the way it works. If you get on the playing field and your heart and mind is open to the Lord, there will be an opportunity. There will be opportunities to make friends. There will be opportunities to connect with somebody that actually becomes interesting to you. Actually becomes kind of a gee, I'd like to like to visit with that person again. They're they're kind of fun or they're kind of interesting or they have the same interests I do. Wow. And unless you open your mind up to that, you're going to be closed in to the point where people won't want to visit with you at all. And so they won't reach out to you. But when they do, I'm just saying, give it a chance. That's all. Just give it a chance. You know how one of the things I talked about with you is I've summarized finishing well a little bit too glibly, but you know, we have to get up in the morning. We have to reach out and we have to connect with people when we reach out or there's no, there, there's no there there for us to work with. And then we have to lift people up. And when we do that and get outside of our own, if you will, mind and, how, and body and think about someone else, things begin to happen that change us and change them. And it makes all the difference in the world in finishing well. As a part of God's plan for me, I begin to realize what it is. That's all I'm saying, Hal, is that's part of it, is reaching out. And if you can't reach out, it's going to be tough. Two things, just in summary, in my mind. Number one is is to resist isolation. You, you may feel like you're not the social butterfly or you may be more introverted, but you resist isolation. I think what you want to do is reach out and care and ask questions. You know, I would say one of the best things about a friendship is somebody who listens to you. Yep. Uh, so, you, you know, you begin every day, you, you don't know what God is going to do. So there's a simple prayer, Lord, lead me to the people today that you have me here for which to encourage or listen to or pray for or be a friend to. And you don't know what that's going to actually look like. But back to Lewis's comment, you actually realize as you go on living that God is orchestrating all of this in some amazing ways. And that's that's what I value on friendships today. You know, 
I'm in my 70s, on my mid-70s, and I just had breakfast with a good friend this morning who I rarely meet, but, you know, we have a great friendship that goes back decades, and we celebrate that when we get together, and I thank God for that. So we encouraged each other this morning. So who are the people that God wants you to be there for, to listen to, to share your own heart, your own struggles? And it just makes all the difference in the world. And that's the power of friendships. Any last thoughts you have, Randy? You that's it. No, you summarized it, Hal. That's it right there. That's it right there. So uh, we hope that you will uh, find ways to do that. And and uh, if you uh, if it's easy for you, just uh, keep in mind that then build, build on it, build on those friendships you've already got, deepen them, make them uh, something that you can rely on and uh, be fortified by. And at the same time, though, please make them something that you can uh, work into yourself to help uh, lift someone up, to help encourage someone. That's what. Finishing Well is all about. Uh, one or two last thoughts. Uh, Randy mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier, Randy. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Give us some yep. feedback. Hal at finishingwellministries.org or Randy at finishingwellministries.org. We'd love to hear from you in friendships. What, what are the things that have been helpful to you? Uh, what are the things you value? What are the things you've struggled with uh, in your aging years? Um, how do you influence others in friendships and teach them the value of friendships? Uh, so well, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also, um, we're recording this uh, in early December. And as we think about the end of the year, it's fun to think about saying thanks to all those people who have impacted us and, and bless them and think ahead towards 2024 about how does God want to use me? What's my mission? What's my why? And God, would you help me? To be a friend to others uh, who need friendships. Our, our world is a lonely place. All the statistics show the suicide rates, all the, the problems, the, the, the challenges of our world. We're all isolated in so many ways. But if each of us would follow the Spirit and encourage others and listen to them, we can make a difference. So may the Lord bless you and uh, keep praying for us and finishing all ministries. And we will keep in touch. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.